TBR, a podcast about beer. It's topical, it's interesting, it's funny, it's educational. Yeah, yeah, it really is educational. This is Tallboy Radio, the beer review with a difference. Join your hosts, Beans, Gaz and Andy each week as we give you all the news you need to know about the world of beer and brewing. Take a tour with the ABC of beer and hear about all market Belgian and craft beers that you love or are yet to discover. We want you to join in our weekly debate as we choose a random topic with a foamy top. Get in touch with us at tallboyradio.com or drop us an email at mail at tallboyradio.com. Check out our social media at Tallboy Radio on Facebook and Twitter and at Tallboy Radio Podcast on Instagram. Right, the show's about to start, so go grab yourself a cold one, kick back and enjoy. Welcome back to episode 78 of TBR, Tallboy Radio, the beer review. And if you recognize the voice, it's me, it's Gaz. I'm in the driving seat tonight. It's been a bit of a while since I've done one and not done one in the new format. So looking forward to this. Just before we we crack on, obviously going to introduce the two regular co-hosts. So who wants to go first? Give a little bit of an introduction and let us know what you're drinking. Sure. Hello. I'm on two drinks tonight because I drank them all earlier, apart from this last one. It's going to focus. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Vocation Brewery, Life and Death, 6.5 IPA. And I've also just finishing off my double trouble whiskey. Good man. Good man. Adam, what about yourself? Well, tonight I'm drinking another local beer. And it's a beer from Beartown, which is in Congleton. And actually, I was up in Congleton on Thursday night, and the plan was to pay a visit to the tap room. It didn't okay. pay off. They were closed for a staff night. That was a bit gutted. But this is Beartown S'mores, and it's a chocolate and marshmallow milk stout. And i got to tell you, it is a really lovely, sweet beer. It could do with being a little bit stronger. It's 5%. I could do with maybe an 8 or a 9, just give it that extra bit of body. But it's rated as 3.74 on the untapped app. And to be honest, I'd recommend and it's a nice, especially on a warm day, nice light beer. I quite like it for a dark beer anyway. Yeah, so, so, sounds good. I've got I've got a couple of beers tonight. So I've got I don't think you see that. a Cobra. And just in case that goes, I've got a Beaver Town Gamma Ray. And if that one goes, I've got another one of them just ready, just in case. <laughs> School holidays, isn't it now? So happy days. 5.4% that one is. Yeah, looking forward to this. So who wants to go first? Any, any news as such? I'll, I'll jump in if you like. It's a. Uh, it's related to the news that we shared, actually, funnily enough, about BrewDog, our favourite, our favourite, our favourite company. News subject. <laughs> There's a couple of people who are in the brewing industry and on Instagram who've been sharing stories recently, and it has made the mainstream news. So Siobhan Buchanan in the UK and a Brienne Allen in Massachusetts, and they're brewers, and they've been asking for feedback from just the brewing industry people's stories and there's a, there was a general theme and obviously i think when you ask for news stories like that you often do get a little bit of a negative theme to it and that's what was coming through and the general consensus was that the craft beer industry is a sexist boys club so maybe when we've been slagging off and sticking the boot in on not us personally we're reading <laughs> no. the stories where it's happened about Brewdog, maybe i see it's more systemic in the whole industry and they're yeah. just flagged up because they're the number one boys. yeah I, I i did see that story and, and they did say it was you know it, it it made it out as though it's this you know really cool hippie sort of trendy sort of club to be in and actually they basically went it's just an old boys club yeah didn't they? that that yeah. you know that that was the crux of the story so yeah that's interesting as to whether or not it is actually more industry-wide and are there any female craft brewers out there and how hard is it to break into the market and all of that sort of thing so yeah i i i, I sort of came across that story as well yeah it's a bit troubling i think the worst quote of it all was was one brewer obviously male had said he didn't like employing women because of the the dangers of allegations it's like just don't do it in the first place <laughs> that was solved I was just going to say, it's quite an interesting subject, that, because if you've got like 100 men and 100 women, and you'll you get more men wanting to be brewers than women. And so, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, oh, there's not many women in brewing. Maybe this don't have that much interest. I, I do know, I have seen quite a few women brewers in the UK, like Tatton's done some partnership with one most of like the bars i go to are normally like women servers and they know all about the beers and stuff no, obviously not brewers but they, they do have the knowledge there so I, I would 
I, I'm not in the beer industry, but I would like to think it is quite fair, and there would maybe there's not many around, or they're only, you know what I mean? Well, allegedly not. <laughs> yeah, apparently not. But I'm like Andy, though. I'd like to think, you know, on the on the whole, it's not so bad, but there are some bad eggs in there. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, and again, it, it, it's that age old. You know, it it, it takes a period of time to build a reputation but a fraction of a second to break a reputation doesn't it you know absolutely andy any, any news stories following on from that or no, nothing news wise other than like obviously with lockdown ending like some bars are opening fully up some are still doing table service and stuff and i'm a bit gutted it's all over well i'm i'm, I'm relieved it's finally sort of we're coming out of lockdown but i'm a bit gutted of Quite a few bars are like saying they're not doing table service anymore. <laughs> Means I've got to get out of my ass and get a drink. We're only just waving your hand. Uh, excuse me, over here. I'm a fan of table service. It's I great, isn't it? Fan of table it's, service. It is yeah. great. Yeah. It, no, no more queues at the bar. Just, yeah. just keep, keep okay. bringing it. And it actually keeps you more. I have a bad habit of just sitting there, and, and I'll just keep chugging it, even though, even if I don't want to, I'll just, I'll just do it. So if it is table service, you have that bit of a respite and waiting for them to come back around. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So actually doing your service. <laughs> yeah, it's <just> clear. <laughs> I, I've just got a couple of sort of news stories in it. And one of them is on the back of, I think, the episode we did a couple of weeks ago, the sustainability one. And there's a brewery down in sort of the south coast in Cornwall called St. Austell's Brewery. And they've teamed up with the Marine Conservation Society. And they're going to be their sort of charity of, of the year. And it obviously it looks at on the back of when we spoke about being sustainable and trying to make sure that we look after the environment. And it, and it just sort of piqued my interest just in terms of, it was something that we we spoke about and they, they basically said that it was really important to them that they look after the environment, they do everything they can to make sure that how they produce their beer is sustainable and all of that. So that's just a bit of a shout out to St. Torstall's Brewery, you know, fair play to you you know keep, keep doing the good work as such and then the only other one was and and again it's one of my pet hate beers there was a brewery seven brothers launch a pineapple flavored beer so so that obviously piqued my, my my interest as such and they basically said that it was like a pale ale and they want what was what was i laughed at this it, it was going to be i think it's going to they said it's going to be about five percent so fair enough and it says i really hope it brings out the fruity pineapple flavor it's soft and crushable at a fairly sessionable ABV, so I'm definitely looking forward to a few pints of it in the sun. Yeah, not for me. I'll give that a go. <laughs> I'll give that a go. Don't you worry. Um, yeah, not for me, Andy. I know. Well, I know you you sort of aren't that bothered about sort of fruity beers and such, but pineapple in beer. I'll give it a go. I've, I've had insider and Seven Bros have got a few good beers, so I'll, I'll probably give that a go. Yeah, I, yeah, I might be giving that a miss. But, uh, although, you know, when we do the blind taste test and all that, well, you, know, yeah, you never know that's, that's, true, that's, that's coming. True. Um, yeah, we need to do that. So, yeah, so, so moving on, obviously you, you guys out there will be familiar with the new format now. So we've done a bit of a roundup of, of, of news. We're gonna, now going to go through the ABC. So I'll, I mean, I'll go first. And there's obviously a reason why I was drinking Cobra, because my A this week is just about a bit about Cobra. So... And do you know why sort of Cobra was brought about? Do you know why it was effectively developed to to be the flavour that it, it is now? I don't. I know it goes very well with the curry. It does go very well with the curry. And that obviously will lead on to that. But Andy, do you know why it's sort of flavoured and, and, and the way that it is? Clue. <laughs> Well, basically, the guy that founded a guy called Karan Billimoria, he founded it and he claimed that British style lagers were too gassy and therefore he couldn't drink or eat as much as he wanted to because it filled him up. And then he said, actually, your traditional sort of ales were sort of too heavy to have with food. So what he wanted and the, and his thought and his premise of Cobra was actually I want effectively the best of both. So I want a sort of a lager style drink that isn't too gassy that actually you can drink with food, which leads on very nicely from what Adam said in terms of it goes very well with the curry and it does. I think the other one is it King is it Kingfisher that's is it King, Kingfisher? Kingfisher, yeah, they're they're very big in Goa. So I've been to Goa and Kingfisher is everywhere in Goa. Really? At least it was. You couldn't get much else beer wise well, out there. But there's also mongoose as well. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah. So that so that was the sort of premise in terms of where it came back. He said it's too fizzy, too harsh to have and he would have sort of two or three pints of it and then be bloated that that was a said you know he got the sensation of feeling bloated so i thought oh, okay interesting and they've now got 45 percent of the indian market in terms of when you indian restaurants in the uk cobra has 45 percent of their their effectively the, the, those restaurants i'm gonna I, I don't suppose you know this but if you think of another animal stroke creature what was cobra originally going to be called so it wasn't cobra gecko <laughs> 
<laughs> Close, but no cigar. Okay. Andy, any clue? Elephant. There is an elephant beer. There is a very good. Uh, it's a very good beer. That's made in Denmark. Though. <laughs> That's made in Denmark. Uh, it's actually going to be called Panther. So the the original concept was that it was going to be Panther, but they 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 did some various sort of feedback through taste testing and all that, and they went no no no. That's a shame because they could have said forty percent of the time it works every time. <laughs> so yeah, so it was That's what I'm about to say. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> Stole this thunder again. <laughs> yeah, so it was originally going to be called Panther, but it was like, no, 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 that's that doesn't sort of quite sit well. So they changed the name to Cobra, and the company basically grew sort of year on year on year, and then they were actually bought out by the you know Molson, so the Molson Group. Oh yeah. So the Molson Group sort of owned them now, and it's brewed in Burton. So within the UK, it's brewed in Burton. I think there's one in Germany, and then obviously in India. So I don't know whether it's part of like because obviously Burton is like, is it Carling sort of? Is that Burton? It, yeah, Carl is there, but it's Molson, it's Molson, is it Molson Coors? Could be Molson Coors, yeah. yeah. So if that's there, so I think I think it's part of their group. But yeah, Burton, which isn't that far away from where we are. But yeah, oh, sorry, Belgium, in the Road and Back Brewery in Belgium as well. So that that's, must be their European sort of market brewery as such. Um, so yeah, just a bit of background really in terms of sort of Coburn as to, I just find it a bit interesting why the flavouring came about in terms of English lagers, too gassy. Ales, very tasty, but too heavy, and you can't really have them with lots of food. Mm. So therefore, there was this sort of hybrid drink that, that was created, and that's that's Cobra. Obviously, multi, multinational, multi-award winning. So that, that, that's, that, was, that was my bit. So yeah, that's my A done. So uh, Andy, B for, for, for your Belgian bit. Do you want to crack on? Sure. So today, I thought I'd just mention about one of my favourite bars, in Bruges called Le Trappiste. It's like in a cellar. So obviously with lockdowns in, in Europe and all that, they've instead of just doing takeaway and stuff like that, they, they set up a pop-up bar in an old barn, like on a farm somewhere, like miles away. And I saw some pictures. I was like, oh, I feel like I could go over to Belgium. Like, it looks amazing. Like, just all outdoor seating, like tables and stuff like that, and just in a rural setting. It looks amazing. But they're, they're back in the cellar now. So yeah, back in Bruges. Apparently, it's an 800-year-old medieval cellar, which surprised me how old it was. Yeah, that, you're in Bruges, go to the Le Trappiste. Is that the one? Is that the one we went to when we were in Bruges? Yeah, yeah. So it's just a doorway, and then you go down the little windy stairs, and yeah, you know, we sat down there, and it was all nice and quiet. And then, like an English stag party game. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah. bastards. <laughs> yeah. we, we were enjoying us, just enjoying the beer down there, just taking in the atmosphere because yeah. it's fabulous. Like, like Andy says, sorry guys, and all these, you know, the, the cellar, which is all these arched roofs and this old brickwork. And you, yeah, you're thinking this is the proper place to be drinking Belgian beer until. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the atmosphere went from being absolutely beautiful to actually you know what i just don't want to be in here yeah yeah, yeah. We, we didn't stay much longer after that no no <laughs> so uh, andy anything else for you b or uh, do you want to move on to your craft your craft a little bit yeah it was just a story a about Ger- about german beer actually and how it is i was an article i was reading threatened by the rise of craft brewing which is interesting because when you think about german beer you think about those ales that have been around for a long time and actually since 1516 was when the the german brewing was focused on the purity laws so 1516 those purity laws were brought in about what the ingredients what you could have in your beer yeah exactly and the length of time that it took to make it now 30 percent of german consumers are now saying that they're motivated by curiosity to try craft beer and that is threatening that german beer market and what they've actually seen is a decrease in 1.3 percent in the german beer market which doesn't sound massive we'll actually think about the size of it because they export yeah. a hell of a lot yeah that is really quite large a lot of it is obviously down to the closure of pubs during sort of the covid19 pandemic however when people have oh, I don't know about you. I don't. I certainly haven't drank any less beer. There's a pretty good chance I probably drank more. I, I I know I've drank more beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I've, I've definitely drank more beer. And the German market are going for not just their traditional German beers, because obviously with imports and they've started to look around because they're buying in and drinking it at home. They're looking at craft beers instead, which they've never done before. And that, that you see, that's interesting because when you go to and I was thinking about the the rise of the craft beer because you go back however many years. 10 15 20 years you know there weren't many crafty type beers and, and it seems as though there's been a real explosion and actually yeah quite some quite big craft 
companies, but actually quite a lot of smaller, sort of more independent companies. And I was thinking if you were a traditional pub, you know, would you consider not taking any risk as such, but, you know, would you split your your beer from your traditional ales and you go for your more craft ale? Yeah. And And I was sort of thinking it is a bit of a risk because obviously that doesn't pay off, then you lose some of your, your your custom. And but if it pays off, then do you introduce another craft one, and then another craft one, and then an ad infinitum, and all of a sudden you become a craft. And well, and that that you're right. That is sort of the, the danger of it. However, from the German beer producer's point of view, the question is: Do we stop producing, or not just stop producing beer in that way, but do actually we start producing beer in a craft format? Do we start introducing other ingredients into our beer, and actually getting away from what we've done for fifteen? You know, you see, that's a massive years. shift change, though, isn't it? From Huge. from from these these beer moths of breweries that you know traditional historical massive breweries that churn out you know barrel after barrel keg after keg whatever it may be for them to actually start thinking do we need to change what we do Mm -hmm. they obviously feel threatened by it and therefore is that not good or bad but you think god that that must be quite significant if they're going to change completely their 200 year old whatever in brewing Exactly. That, exactly. That's like, wow. I mean, to, just before, you know, literally 2019, before the pandemic and everything kicked in, whether it's been beneficial to craft beer or not, I don't know. I imagine people drinking more at home. Perhaps it has. I don't know. But just before, people were asking the question, has the craft beer market reached saturation point? And the answer was unequivocally no. Yeah. And given that it's continued to grow year on year on year since, you know, 2020 and 2021, we're still seeing that increases. It's obviously not there yet. And for, for Germans to be, you know, German beer producers to be yeah. asking that question. Yeah. It's and, and it's weird. I think obviously since doing this podcast, I'm drinking a lot more variety of beer, drinking a lot more crafty beers, starting to be a bit more knowledgeable about, various different types of beers and stuff and i know andy you 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 belgian beer fan and i you have a different beer every podcast so in terms of what we're drinking we're looking for more variety so therefore is that is that the message that people are giving out they want more variety i think so i think that certainly seems certainly seems to be the case i also had a little bit of look into the reasons why breweries fail and actually, it didn't tend to be that there wasn't a demand for the beer. It was about the costings of it. You know, right. you know, craft beer is expensive and you want to try and get the cost down. So a lot of it seems to be doing with with landlords, et cetera, the cost that they face there and how you keep that low. Yeah. So, yeah, very interesting. Very yeah, interesting no, yeah and, and it is. And, and Andy, sort of growing up, and I, I don't know whether we've spoken about this on a previous podcast, but sort of growing up, were you always a, were you always a Belgian beer fan? Because for me, growing up, I just, you should, I started drinking what my dad drew drinks you know you go out and you drink what your dad drinks and back in the day it was i'll have um you know well anything he could get his hands on basically <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. but, a snake black would be great. but you know it, it you know he went through a phase of your your boddingtons your worthingtons and he was a bitter drinker so i actually started drinking bitter effectively and then he he, he then got onto back in the day the caffrey's and the the sort of the, the hand pull stuff you know which was like Gavris used to be a nice. Yeah, used to be. Nice. Did used to be? I haven't seen it for years. It used to be proper nice. I did. Um, and then you know, was it Ruddles? He used to Ruddles County. Literally, like pull that. And so, so I used to just drink them. And then obviously you develop into lager, and you're like, woo, lager lout sort of thing. And you go through that lager lout phase. So, but Andy, what about you? You know, were you always a a sort of a Belgian beer fan, or did you just develop that? Where obviously you went living over there, and that's how you discovered it. Pretty much, yeah. I think the the years before that, I just drink. A lot of Budweiser and mainly Stella <laughs> and Guinness. And then, yeah, my first pint in Belgium was a uh, Grimberg and Blonde. And right. I was like, oh my God. It was like getting kicked in the mouth. I was like, how haven't I had this before? <laughs> <laughs> what was it literally like a moment? And you were like, right, that's it now. Forget all that. Yeah. yeah. Then I would, would that be disrespectful? Will all that rubbish beer? I'm now good, just going to drink these types of beers. And did you then think, you know, leading on from that, did you then think, well, I'm going to now go and discover a bit more about this and I'm going to try different types of sort of Belgian beers? And Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I, I always remember my boss came over for the Champions League final just to watch it on, in, a, in a sports bar. This is, I think I was just drinking um, Guinness all night. I was like, it's not really Belgian beer, obviously, because we're in an Irish bar, but it was just amazing. Yeah. And then I think on nights out, I'll be like, seeing what bar, uh, what beers they had and, Maze, which is like, or Mayers, how you want to say it, 
it's like carling over there, but it's that even that's slightly better tasting. Two yards yeah. of stuff, but it opened my eyes. I must admit. Was there somebody? Was there somebody that that you drank with then that not quite sort of took you around all the beers and introduced you in terms of the different flavors? Was it just a, a sort of voyage of discovery for you personally in terms of I'm just going to go and try them and then learn about them? Or oh yeah, I mean I used, I used to go Grand Plas uh, on my own <laughs> to sit there drinking and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, used, I used to sometimes go with a guy from work if we had if our shifts matched up, but. He'd just drink the cheapest one going. It's disgusting. He'd probably drink the drip tray if he could. <laughs> he <got> it. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was literally just like, oh, what's that beer? That looks interesting. Then I'll try that. And yeah, and I think since I've moved back from Brussels, I've probably gone more mad with it, as in I, I try and root them out a bit more. Last time, I'd just be like, oh, I'll just go to this bar and see what beers they've got. Whereas now it's like, I want this beer. Where is it? And I'll go to that bar in the right. UK. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and I was I was going to say so was that then so would you risk I say risk if that's probably the wrong phrase you know would you see a new beer and try it and run the risk that you might pay four fifty five quid six quid seven quid whatever it was for a pint and not enjoy it but the flip side is actually if it was something that you enjoyed that's another one to go on your list type thing or were you a, actually I'm always just going to go you know they're the tried and tested um, they're the two or three that I like I'm always going to drink them yeah most most of the time I'd like, say if I'm, I'm in altering I'm going to go with one of the Belgian bars for example I'll normally start off with a random beer one that just catches my eye for whatever reason whether it's the name or the ingredients yeah. or percentage or whatever and then after that it'd be I'll go back to what I normally drink just yeah yeah. Drink it like pirate. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. But no, I like to try the odd one. If I don't like it, I'd still drink it and order something I do like. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about you then, Ad? Would you go into a pub in terms of? I know we've we've been to been down to London with Andy, and we've been to various bars and stuff. Would you be a? I'm going to try. I know we try the Duchess, but that, you know. But would you be? I'm going to try that or. Have you got like a select sort of two or three? You think you know what? They're my stock favourites. If I see that, I'm going to have that definitely. There's a few beers that if, if I see on the menu, then it's difficult not to order. So we were out on Thursday night for our good friend Bill's stag do. So yep. I had a few beers. We ended up at a Belgian bar there. Obviously, the first beer I ordered in there was a, a bottle of Delirium. Nice, a- absolute cracker. Really enjoyed it. And before we moved on, I had a can of Thornbridge Mojito Sour. And I tell you what, that was an absolute gem. I'd never seen it. I do enjoy a sour beer. I especially enjoy one that's really been flavoured with fruit rather than just a straight sour beer. I'm not a huge fan of those. If I see something different, yeah, I do like to try it. I like to try different beers. And there's always that risk when, you know, when you pick up a beer of any type, whether it's, you know, something like this. This was four quid. I've never tried it before, but I'm looking chocolate, marshmallow, milk stout. Ticks all the boxes for me, that one. Do do you know what I was thinking? And and we we were looking at sort of holidays and can we go to this country or can we go to that country and then we're looking at all inclusive or different types of holidays if there was an all-inclusive bar that you paid an entrance fee to get in but then they had a, a range of beers on tap that some you might have tried some you might not have done and it might be i don't know let's say 20 quid to get in but then your drinks are free or whatever but actually it allows you to taste lots of different things actually you know what i don't fancy that and you would have your stock once you might have pure art you might have like duval you might have lefe or whatever but then you would have loads of others that you might not have heard of the 20 quid they're going out of business early they all go okay all right so (laughs) (laughs) okay so maybe 40 quid or 50 quid there may be but do you know what i mean so if you went so if you went in there and you went actually you know what you just and and it's a bit like an entrance fee for one and you know when you go to i don't know whether you have with 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 your two but you go to like an all-inclusive and you effectively you feel as though it's for free it isn't because it's, it. you, you you pay for it up front but when you're there you sort of feel as though well i can i can try that because it, it doesn't really matter if i don't like it because i can just go and get something else mm. so actually if they then rolled that concept out as a bar like and you it. went in and they had not proper random like you know you, you can have a beer served in a carcass of a whatever it was that we discussed a few weeks ago whatever it was a weasel or a stout or whatever but you know stout it was a <laughs> stout and a stout <laughs> oh yeah stout no. <laughs> 
Yeah, not a stout. No, <laughs> you can have a stout in a stout. I like that. Yeah, like, but I, you know, I, I wondered whether or not that there is a because I think people gravitate towards what they like, and quite a lot of people maybe would be reluctant to try something else just because the cost of it. You know, if you look at five, six, seven quid a pint, well, I'm you know, <laughs> times are hard, so. I think the danger is there, though. The people are going to be put off by paying five, six, seven pounds for a beer, and likely to be put off by paying fifty quid to enter maybe. a bar. Yeah, yeah. May- maybe. I, I just, I just, it would be great if you could not try before you buy as such, but you, you could go in there and you could, well, try before you buy would be great. Yeah. Oh, let me just try that. Let me just try that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that one. What about the next one? Yeah, I don't like that either. But you, you know, almost. It's almost the all-inclusive sort of concept, but do it from a craft beer, craft bar point of view. I think the closest I've seen to that is uh, when they do them like a little paddle and they'll have like three-thirds of a pint on, and then you can normally mix and match and stuff like that. Yeah. There's quite a few that do that. Yeah, and I know there's some beer festivals that you go to that, you know, you, you buy a ticket and then that entitles you to sort of five or six halves of whatever the beer is that is there. And, and rather than drinking pints, you just drink halves of it. And you just try all the different ones, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm just just curious as to is that something that you know? Do, are we creatures of habit in terms of what we go for, or are we experimental in terms of the beers that I have experimented way more in terms of the beers that I drink on this podcast? And I wouldn't drink half the beers if it wasn't for Andy and you, really. So I'm just wondering whether there is a market out there for trying different things, but then at the same time there is that comfort blanket of it, it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg to try lots of different things i don't know just uh, yeah literally just one of those things i just thought about but i'm, I'm not i'm not sure and we'll wait and we'll wait and see that's it um, that's it. i don't do you want to i don't know is any do you want to add anything else or no, I, do. I think we should get our guest on i think we should get our guest on and this is a guy who has been on with us before a good friend of ours and is somebody that is a mad keen darts fan has developed a company that we we obviously are very familiar with double trouble so without so further ado let's give dave a bit of a welcome say all of our highs to dave so hi dave good evening guys i am drinking at the moment brew dog duopolis an oak cream double dry hop ipa first time i've tried this i wasn't sure if i would like it but there's not much left so it's going down well always a good sign well brew dog is a company that we talk about a lot on this podcast it is it is, it is. <laughs> and it's been mentioned once tonight already so. <laughs> it has yeah well, we don't mind plugging them again uh, no we? that's fine we, we're still waiting for the freebies but i'm sure that will happen at some point Indeed. <laughs> so um what, what what do you know about this sort of beer club that you've developed then dave are you sort of is it going well what what are you were you happy with this sort of feedback from the first beer yeah, feedback from beer number one was great. Bit annoyed about beer number two taking its time to reach people. I have complained to Parcel Force a couple of times today because I know, Gaz, you're waiting on yours. Adam's waiting on his. Yeah. There's quite a few people waiting on it. So it would have been nice for you to be tasting it while we were doing the podcast, but it can't be helped. So I apologise for that. No, it's um, fine. We, we did say that. Beer we number did. one went down well. Good. Uh, lots of positive feedback and and of those lucky enough to try beer number two the feedback's pretty positive so far so oh that's fantastic just you all like it no well think, think i mean I, I enjoyed i enjoyed i really enjoyed the first beer so yeah n- nice and positive feedback for myself as i say it's just a bit of a shame we didn't get the second one because it would have been great to it would have been to talk about it and drink it on on the podcast but you know what, parcel force, pull your finger out and, yeah. and you know, get it sorted. So I, I did pick up a tweet from Lorraine Winstanley that mentioned maybe potentially a, a sort of cider-based drink for, for, for beer number three. So is that something you can let us into, a little secret no, or not? So, or? That won't be beer number three. I think beer number, well, beer club will be beer. It won't be cider. Oh, um, okay. Right, okay. If we do a cider thing that'll... Uh, that we may do in, in months to come, but it certainly won't be. Beer number th- beer number three's next. Cider, we might do. Um, Down the that. line. A couple of people asked us about cider. And we did look at it, and it was quite, there was nobody local. So we tend to try and do things with people that are local, like Beer Club is a new brewery that opened in Langham. And I got on quite well with Stuart, who is hopefully going to join us tonight, but isn't able to. But So unless there's a local cider maker, it probably won't happen. If there is, then we'll look to do something. 
And if there is, give us a shout out. We can always put you in touch. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 you know, we'd lo- we'd love to have. I know he's not available tonight, but we'd love to have sort of Stuart on and just talk about the process and and sort of what you guys go through in terms of selecting what the beer is going to be like. So that that would be fantastic. So look forward to the next time Stuart's on. Not not only that though, dude. There is a little bit of a trick. There's a way you could filter it in with Beer Club. Okay. Do a snake bite. Yes, Peter Snake. Peter bite, Snake right. by yes, yeah, I like that. I like that. So, but then is that going away from the beer club that Dave wants to mm. to to promote and stuff? So, so in terms of sort of, um, I say the the beer club. Obviously, that's been received very very positively. How 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 is it going in terms of the promotion of sort of local darts, community darts, that sort of tie in with you know the the beer and 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 sort of what you're trying to do in terms of sort of promote in in particular disability and female darts and stuff yeah no there's a few things happening so we've got so i don't know if you saw the guys for gdl dan that does their stats and is also Mm. a player he ran a cup recently and uh so so a few like i think the prizes for the winners of that cup or for each division winner is a bottle of double trouble or six beers so i'm just today i've spent quite a bit of time sorting out those 14 orders and then we've got the Disability Darts World Cup coming up in September. Yeah. Before then, we've got the Cleveland Open, which I think uh, have double trouble as prizes for some of their uh, winners as well. So, so there's a few things where people are choosing it, choosing us as their their prizes for the winners, basically, which is quite cool. That, yeah, yeah, and obviously me and Adam are still massively looking forward to coming up in in september hopefully we're going to sort of meet up with you guys perhaps have a have a beer and maybe a game of darts maybe a game of darts. maybe i will bring my darts so you know you get grab scott and we we can have a game of doubles or something you know that that's fine yeah, so look, look looking forward to that and and actually while, when we're up there obviously we we probably will podcast i i have visions of grandeur and perhaps <laughs> trying at some point maybe to do some sort of weird live podcast where we get various people on at various times so it might be that dave we're struggling for five minutes can you can you just come and fill for us yeah, yeah. <laughs> just talk well, about anything you want to shout. generally we struggle roundabout from the start to, <laughs> to roughly the end yeah yeah from about minute two to minute 58 yeah. uh, you know, the, the the first minute and the, the last two minutes are generally pretty good. Golden. So, yeah, golden. Yeah. <laughs> Slip. But no, I, I think I think what we'll do is I think the plan maybe is to try and come up and record a couple of couple of episodes, maybe a pre-recorded one. I would love to do even if it's just a 15, 20 minute, half an hour sort of additional podcast where we're live from the event. We grab the odd person here or there. You've just come off. You've just won. How are you feeling? type thing you know and and that for me would be brilliant but yeah looking forward to coming up there looking forward to seeing your input and what you're doing up there which is you know um we we, we said we'd support it we're looking forward to coming up and, and all of that and, and have a beer with you guys and see where the weekend takes us really yeah should be good so just out of interest then obviously you started off doing your gin and your vodka and what have you how's how's this differed then doing the beer to that how how how's this been a, a different journey if at all so yeah no it's, it's been quite different in the sense that if we if it does do well and people do like the beers it's something that you can keep doing whereas doing a spirit like, as much as you could do different flavored gins forevermore it, there's quite a lot more i don't know it's quite to do all the labeling and in the bottles that we do with gin there's quite a lot of effort to get to a produced product whereas beer's a bit simpler and because the the brewery's local and it's new it's also helping their business out us sort of using our customer base and helping promote what they're producing so quite like doing that and it's just it just keeps it interesting because it's every two months whereas the spirits was sort of as and when we felt like it was a bit stale and our people had asked us about when are we going to do something different and we would look into it and try and see if it was possible because we're both both still working and both still young families so juggling that is, is often time constraints to get things to market and market them and, and get the word out that's that's the challenge for us basically so so do is that something that you see the evolution of double trouble in terms of maybe down the line looking at it's a double trouble beer brand with lots of different flavors and maybe every now and then a a, a gin or a vodka or a rum or a whiskey as opposed to at the moment, which is 
it's the double trouble gin that was the first and then so on and so on with actually now we're looking at the beer club as an as an addendum to it are you thinking maybe your business model might be flipping the other way around so i'd like to say that i've thought that far ahead gaz and that it's definitely planning <laughs> out that one. Um, but that would be a lie so, uh, so uh, uh, no, I've not really thought that far ahead we, we're we basically seeing how it goes if it works yeah. and we do well we'll keep doing it if it doesn't then we'll we'll try something else or, or but, go but back gen- to another but generally, generally at the moment though the, 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 the beer, it once was. so the beer club generally at the moment is is going quite well and you've had quite yeah, positive yeah, feedback no, so, yeah. yeah no it, it's going well and the fact that we're sorry are doing it is like there's only 501 bottles available i think makes it makes it interesting because they are they are one-offs that we're selling like we probably won't we won't do any of the ones that have been done before and the first two have been quite like once you've tried the second one it's it's a, it's another light beer it's it's like it's close to i don't know if you saw the email that i sent but it's as close to a lager tops as i've tasted without adding lemonade it's like chill it chill it down and and get it drank on a hot day in the sun and it's perfect perfect smooth cool drinking beer i think the next one will do something a bit darker no 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 a stout but we'll do something that is ipa possibly um yes well we love an i we love an ipa and mm. towards the, the yeah. autumn yeah we like an ipa i'd seen something on borderlands brewery actually and they've done a limited edition beer as well which struck me as very interesting they've done a limited edition new england ipa which was a grapefruit flavored one and yeah. i know you know that's that to me obviously similar to the sort of uh, brew dogs elvis juice in some ways it being the grapefruit ipa but yeah that that, that definitely interested me something like that i'd definitely put that case yeah. forward Grapefruit, yes. Mm-hmm. Pineapple, no. <laughs> but yeah, grapefruit. I'd say the Elvis juice, uh, okay, they, they reduced the ABV and whatever, which is a little bit of a shame. But Well, this this one was 5.7, I think it was, that they did. So it's nice, nice strong one. So I'd, I'd be intrigued to try that one. Yeah, the, I've, I've been lucky enough to try the different phases of that one as it's being developed because as Stuart's going, because I'm down quite a bit to pick stuff up or just, drop in to see him he often gives me one away to try uh, so i've tasted that um grapefruit ipa from first recipe to to launch and it, and it is a good beer very nice wow. if you like grapefruit ipa it's a good beer we're in the wrong business dude what are we doing <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a beer podcast we're yeah, in the wrong business <laughs> we are absolutely we are so 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 in terms of obviously you've you've got your beer club you've you've got your sort of your gin your your, your whiskies and and so on and so forth you, you've got a lot of the the work in the community your, the disability darts the the, the ladies darts so what's next then dave what come on, what, what what's a little nugget that because you always give up something that you, you really don't want to so <laughs> i should have been prepared for this <laughs> you know we're always going to ask so no i should really have been prepared not at this precise moment in time we are just concentrating on the beer club so i didn't really have anything to share around what we're doing next sorry to disappoint on that front no, I no, think that's why I, I just, I just wondered whether or not there was well, something. That was all. That well, always, as always, if you're going to come on here, then you know you're going to get some pictures of ideas from us. Have you have you had a thought about any? Well, that's why I come on. <laughs> well, it, it's it, not not per se, other than my all-inclusive beer <laughs> idea, which I think might have some legs but it's probably visions of grandeur and all of that so dave i was talking about when you go on an all-inclusive holiday you sort of yes you pay up front but actually you can sort of i don't really like that so it doesn't really matter whether i don't finish the food or the drink i'll just try something else so can we roll out that concept into a bar so you pay a price to enter and then effectively you can try different things and you can drink different things and adam poo-pooed it and basically said no nobody's going to pay 40 quid 50 quid to enter i would if it meant no, I, I could would, have free beer all night well, but I, i'd aim to drink more than 50 quid <laughs> <worth of> beer. <laughs> yeah so so that, that that was my only that you know that that was my idea is can we roll that out in terms of is there anything specifically for for dave double trouble i'd love for this to be and he sort of mentioned it a stout i think that uh, a nice hearty not stout a stout (laughs) what about a milk stout this is what this is what i pitched during the different vanilla milk stout well i was thinking more of a sarah milk stout ski a sarah milk stout ski see i like that i really like that that needs to happen (laughs) 
Okay, it's written down. I, I couldn't forget that one. I did. I did like that. But no, I do like the. I think I would quite like to go to a place like that where it's a tap room and you can just pay pay whatever the entry is and then you can try whatever you want. Yeah. See, I think that I think if you had a stock standard of I'm going to say anywhere between half a dozen to a dozen beers that you would recognise you like. And then you would have not necessarily really random beers, but beers that maybe you wouldn't have come across it. And you pay an entry fee and then effectively it's just, yeah, I'll try that. Oh, God, I don't really like that. Well, would you mind if I tried that? Would you mind if I drank that? And I think I think that's got legs. If I'm honest, I think that that's something that, that you could develop. We'd have to work on the concept and whatever it may be. But I think that's got legs a little bit, if I'm honest. So. And what, what are you thinking, guys? In terms of, is it like a monthly night? that happens or is that is yeah, that just yeah. A well open? i mean yeah, v- v- visions of grandeur you open up you open a, a venue yourself and and you've got all of the beers in there and 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 you are just open to trade monday to sunday and away you go but I, before that happens i think you could have almost like a takeover evening so you could turn around and say with various different venues if you put these these beers in you can then charge 20 quid 30 quid 40 quid for people to come in and they can try all of your beers so you know you do like a one night only takeover type thing concept so so that that was and that allows people to try different beers try things that they don't normally try and yes they've paid for it up front because they bought the ticket but they don't feel as though it's costing them a lot of money because they probably drink 30 quids worth of beer anyway in a normal night so you know 40 quid well and a bit more but 200 quid 200 quid yeah you know but but it gives them the opportunity just to think well actually i'm going to try this i'm going to try that and you know what if i throw it away and i don't really like it i bought my ticket it's and you'd have to market it right so you don't get your yobs in that just go for the cheapest one and just like chug it down (laughs) you know and it becomes a bit of a a bit of a nightmare i genuinely think there's a bit of legs in that so maybe that's just me the takeover thing would work and especially if you take extra bottles to take home sort of thing as well. And that's where you make your money in it. So the, the, the entrance fee would just get people in and yeah. taste, yeah, like providing, well, I've just finished off a bottle of whiskey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, selling them as well. Right. <clears throat> yeah, so you get into the bar, you know, you have your takeover evening, you go to a venue and it's like, right, everything in this venue is free, effectively. Yes, you've paid 40 or 50 quid to get in. But when you're in, it's free. Oh, and by the way, if you like anything, you can then take any of that home in a bottle and it's going to cost you 50% of what it would normally cost or whatever, you know? So I, I do think there's, I do think there's something in that, if I'm honest. And, and as you say, Dave, you do the one night takeover, you do the, the venue takeover, you take that on the road, you go to different places, but ultimately I'd love to think that you could do an all inclusive bar where you just go in, you pay entry fee and everything in is free. Barclays yeah. Bank is still for sale and all sales you get it bought, dude. Dude, yeah. T- well, if Dave wants to invest, I'm more than happy to take his money. It's <laughs> <laughs> not willing to it does <laughs> to, to, to iron out the finer details. Yeah, yeah, I'll send you over the contract. So you sign on the really... dotted line. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I've got a couple of beer pitches for him. Oh, oh wait, oh, surprise, beer. surprise. Oh, funny enough, funny enough. We did an episode recently about weird ingredients in beer. And what was the one flavour beer you said you'd like to try? Pineapple. Tea. No, no, not pineapple. No, thank you, Andy. And not tea. Mint. You oh, said. mint. Oh, no, mint. No, I didn't. Mint yeah, beer. mint. Yeah, mint. So if you do a mint flavoured beer, and obviously there's a certain variety of sweet called bullseye, yes. which is flavoured mint. So you got a bullseye beer there. I, I do think a mint, it would have to be quite, a, I say, heavy drink. But I do think of just a hint of mint. I think it will go. A hint of mint. You see, there, there's your strap line straight away. I don't think one exists. I'm trying to think of mint spirits. Is there no liqueurs that are mint flavoured? It's creme de menthe, isn't there? Is that mint? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Okay. I, I do. I do think that might be. That might be a bit of a. I think that might be a bit of a getaway. And the other idea I had, like we do, like a you strong... got a name for that. Adam, just before we move away from the mint beer, the, the mint beer would be bullseye, bullseye, bullseye because because bullseye. it's after the sweet, but also it's got that darts theme to it as well. So that's why I, I thought I'd mention it. Yeah. The other one I had was, and it's not even a specific beer; it's just a specific strength of beer. And it, we like a strong beer, don't we? Five oh one. 
No. 50.1. Well, well, that did that did cross my mind, but seemed a bit extreme. So I was thinking 7.925, the distance okay. of the Arky. Yeah, yeah the okay. distance of the Arky. So seven, seven foot nine and one quarter, or was it three quarters? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, but if you had that as a percentage, the old Arky Ale. Oh, it's your Ale. I like that. A nice strong IPA there, maybe, or even a, a double IPA, perhaps. Yeah, well, that that's a good one. I think one of the things that's our challenge at, at the minute is not everyone sees that. Basically, whenever we increase the percentage, we have to increase the price, and that's what makes it challenging for us to do really strong beers. But for those that are beer enthusiasts, having something like that would be cool. I agree. Yeah, yeah, we'd we'd pay the increased price for that. Yeah, one. And, and 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 is it something that you think maybe so c- could you do? Uh, and I don't know in terms of a business model, could you do a gold and a premium, or a premium and a gold, depending on how you and uh, you know you you premium you have your and, and and I suppose it would mean you producing double the amount of beer as such. But you know you 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 four you four and a half percent beers, and then you have your your, your premium, which is your five and a half six six and a half percent beers, or whatever it may be. Do you know what I mean? So whether whether yeah. or not you do almost two different, not two different beer clubs, but it's two different levels of the beer club. Because I would pay a little bit more to have a six, six and a half, seven percent beer, yeah. as opposed to a four percent beer. Yeah, no, that makes sense. There's no something we've looked at or even chatted to Stuart with. If he had been on, it could have gave us a view. Yeah. But I think he'll definitely be able to do it. Quite a few of his beers have, uh, that he's been developing, he's developed a couple of stronger ones. I'm trying to think of the ones that are in. I better not give too much away, actually. Um, <laughs> be, oh, no, go a, on. give away about my own business, but it's probably shouldn't <laughs> do it for others. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's developed a couple of stronger ones that uh, that are nice and smooth, and so I, I know that he can do it. And he's like, he's he's good at what he does, um, and yeah. he's a proper beer enthusiast. It would have been, it's a shame he couldn't come on, but yeah. definitely we'll get him on uh, because yeah. he, he can talk for weeks about it. We'll all have an easy time of uh, just listening to him talk about uh, <laughs> flavors and pots and everything he's passionate about. No, but that that's great from our point of view. Yeah. We, we talk about beer every week, you know, but to get somebody on that can talk about actually the process of, of what he does and what he goes through in order to create the flavors, to create the different strengths, you know, that, that would be, that'd be brilliant to get somebody on like so, that. So yeah, if, if he could come on and when, when he can come on. You're coming up to the disability dance world cup. But you're probably yeah. coming up the M6, weren't you? From yeah, where yeah. you are. Yeah. So Langham, where the brewery is, is no far. You'd you'd sort of have to go that way anyway. So you should call in on that route or on the way home to the brewery, and we'll we'll get in and we'll have a chat to Stuart in the brewery. We could do five minutes live or ten minutes live in there. No, that'd be that's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. a, that's a definitely good shout. That is. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. You, you drive though. Well, I was thinking train. <laughs> train. Train's good. I'm good with train. That's fine. And then a final one, a final pitch for you then. I, like I say, I've been looking on Borderlands Brewery's site and they do a Reva Red. It's, it's one of their core ales, which is a red ale. So I'm thinking if you did a, a triple hopped red ale, you could do different. See how I'm going with that? Can see. You, you can go, go, yeah, treble. Exactly. Yeah. So this one's the double hot beer. So if you did like a, you know, the, the little red bit, the old treble 20, you could call it something. You know, I haven't got a name for it, but I just think if it's red and it's trebled. Okay. It's about, as well. And it's 20%. <laughs> <laughs> it's tri- triple hopped and it's 20%. So it's a <laughs> treble, triple hopped. Yeah, I like that. It's yeah. dangerous is what it is. No, uh, yeah, that's very dangerous. No, I like that. And again, you, you you talk about the theme of and the color scheme of the dartboard and 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 the numbers. So could you do a? You could do a wheat beer, like a white beer as well, couldn't you? Well, I'm a I I don't mind. Yeah, you sort of you belt uh, Hoy Garden. I I like. So nice, that's nice a that's beer a beer of the stout as well. Nice porter. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few. So there's I'm a few sure, ideas. I'm not sure about a green beer. <laughs> oh, so, but you could you could go sustainable. Uh, oh, the, uh, the mint one could surely be have oh, a green tinge. Ah, you go. The there you go. There. The mint one, yeah. So you could go the outer. So you could go the outer. I'm, I'm nervous about it tasting like mouthwash, mine. No, <laughs> mint one. Yeah, no, I'm not on about 
it being like Listerine or anything like that. Or, or, you know, or, or, or the mouthwashes are available, by the way. It's just literally, it's just a, just a hint. And I was thinking, and it sounds silly, and I'm not suggesting you use these ingredients, but like a, a lamb with a mint sauce, it's just a hint of the mint. It just complements the flavour. You still not convinced me, dude. You know, you're not, you're not a fan of that, are you? you you're just not. I, I do think it's an untapped market. I think it's untapped for a reason. <laughs> You think they'd have discovered it already, do you think? Yeah. <laughs> do you think? I think it's the old mouthwash thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm frantically googling lamb flavour tops and uh, things like that just to see if it's possible. <laughs> no, I, I, but I do think it, it doesn't have to be an overpowering mint flavour. <laughs> so I'm not about you know your glugging mint sauce or whatever. I'm not, but it's just just a just a hint of mint. Don't get me wrong. I, I like that. I like I, that as a strapline. A hint of mint. I like, I like that. that. And I like and I like mint sauce, but not once <laughs> ever thought like a cracking beer that. <laughs> so look, Wait, let's work where on are that. You? Gazzy's house or Adam's house? We're we're in my house. We're at Adam's house, maybe. Yeah. Have you got a mouthwash in your house? Uh, I have. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not putting put it in my beer. <laughs> in fact, you've got a stout there. Just tip a tiny little bit in. It's a vanilla and marshmallow stout with mint. With mint, yeah. No, no, I'm I'm quite happy to take that as, as it, you know. I'd rather I'd rather drink the Duchess than that. Ooh, steady on. <laughs> David also had a couple of questions for us. He did, which I think made us all quite nervous, didn't it? Yeah, I was sort of hoping we'd sort of skip past that bit <laughs> and <laughs> sort of forget about that. <laughs> no, that's not happening. This, uh, these these are big questions for a beer podcast. These are important. I'm hoping that. You've not covered them, and I'm asking you a question that you covered last week, and I missed the episode, but we'll see how we go on. So, so basically, while one of you is think, was talking, the other two can be thinking. And what I'm looking for, obviously, you're all passionate about beer because you wouldn't do a beer podcast if you weren't. So, I'm, so what I'm interested to hear from you is, can you describe a couple of beer memories, where they were, what the beer was, and why, why is it memorable? That's what I'm looking for. Just so I can get to know a bit about each of you and what what made you passionate about beer. Who wants to go first on that one? Andy surely. Andy can go, go first because yeah, he's got Andy, it straight yeah. there. Yeah, so like I said earlier in in today's podcast, actually, I went Belgium. I, I got a job there, flew over there, and uh, my boss was going to meet me at like six at night or something in some restaurant. So I went there, didn't drink all day. Like I, I got there early, I didn't mooch around. On the menu, they recommended a Grimberg and Blonde. Yeah. It's, it's stuck in my head that day. Just I had a first swig of it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I was just like, I'm not looking back since I'm addicted to it. <laughs> it's ain't alcohol anomalous, is it? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, there's, a, there's a couple for me. The first one really was me, myself, Andy, and Ad went down to London for the NFL weekend. And we went into, was it Cafe Rouge, maybe? And I think we had, like, we would like croque monsieur or whatever, croque madame. And and I think Andy sort of said, oh, there's Lefe on. And I was like, oh, okay. He would have said Lef. Lef, okay. <laughs> he would have said Lef. I said Lefe, but apparently it's Lef. Is that right? So so, so Andy so Andy said there's Lef on. And I was like, okay, we'll have some of that. And we sort of had, I don't know whether we all had a pint maybe, and then it was like, wow, that's that's really good. So we have another one, and 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 that was an, an abiding memory of mine, really. And I'd sort of seen it prior, but not really tasted it. And I think that possibly was the first time that I'd sort of tried it, stroke, enjoyed it. And from that moment on, like my love for that beer has grown, and 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 so on. So that for me is a is quite a strong memory in terms of going down, you know, going to an event that I enjoyed the NFL with to mate, you know, real good weekend. And that for me was the first time that I tried a beer that I now really enjoy. Mm. So that was quite a strong memory for me. I tell you one for me, and it's a beer that I enjoyed anyway. And it's a beer that was first made in 2011. So you already know I'm talking about the Titanic Plum Porter. And I, I love that beer. I think it's a fantastic beer. But my brother organised a brewery tour because it is just up the road from us in Burslem. It's literally less than 10 miles away. And they had it on tap. And I, had, I remember having it there. And th- there's very much a truth in brewing is that the best pint, 
you can have of that beer is actually at the brewery. Yeah. It's not travelled. It's not been moved around. It's literally been taken from the brewery and put on the taps. And that is by far and away the best pint of plum porter I have ever had in there. Don't get me wrong. They're going to look after their pipes. They want you to taste their beer at their best. And like I say, the best best pint of Guinness I've ever had is at St. James's Gate Brewery in, in Dublin. And it's very true. The, the, the closer you can get a beer to, to where it's made, it's phenomenal. I, I, I do remember that pint, having sat there in front of me, just the flavours and everything, just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And the, the only other one was, and again, similar when we'd been down, I don't know whether it was the same NFL weekend, but we went to a place called Belgo, which was a, a Belgian beer, and that was my first sample of the Duchess, which, <laughs> and you're on about memories of, of beers and stuff, That that's a, a particularly poor memory of mine because <laughs> I didn't enjoy it and... and I'm not a massive sour fan, but we went in and I said to Andy, "Oh, I'll have a pint." And I think, was it? I might have been. Was it a delirium, maybe, or something? And, and, and Andy was like, "No, no, you won't have a pint." I was like, "Why not?" He went, "Well, they don't serve it in pints." I was like, "What do you mean they don't serve it in pints?" He's like, "Well, it's like nine percent or eleven percent or whatever it was." I was like, "Oh, okay." Can I just order two halves then? <laughs> sort of thing, you know? And so, so I had this half, and he's like, "Well, you can have a half," and so drank this half, and then. And and we had you know the, the Belgo is fantastic and the, the, it is quite a continental place and the, there's mussels and we had, we had a fantastic meal there didn't we? Mm, but I remember Andy saying no they don't they won't do your pint and I didn't know whether that was because pints are uncouth or actually it's just the strength of the beer yeah. that they don't allow you to drink pints or you're uncouth or I'm uncouth. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they just looked at me and just thought yeah you're not having any <laughs> I don't know maybe maybe so I don't know. But I don't know what your memories were, were, were of that, Andy, because I remember that night. Belgian beers no been like, you know, thirds or two thirds or something, or in schooners and stuff like that. It's never in pints. Yeah. Or I, it's in tanks. Yeah. I, I just remember going in there and Andy, you know, literally Andy was like, no, 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 you won't get that. And and it was the first time really that I'd, I'd been in, not the first time, but the, one of the main times with Andy who knows about Belgian beer that sort of introduced me to it and, the sort of the concept of culture and all of that so and he was like yeah you won't get a pint and I was like well that's okay I'll just drink this quickly <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean it's fine I'll just drink this half quickly and get another half so that's could go wrong so so yeah so they, they were my two really and actually they both involved these guys and you could go back back in the day talking about beers that you used to drink when you went out with your old man and all of that because you just you used to drink what your old man used to drink and that was your first introduction to beer really was what your old man used to drink but I think mine were, were, were these two guys, really. Just, you know, going down to London and sampling the slightly alternative beers that I would have normally traditionally drank. So, yeah, they, 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 they were my memories. What about yourself then, Dave? Go on, what, what was your abiding? Sort yeah, of? So, what I have, so I had mine, I've got a Belgian one. So Su- Suzanne and I went to Bruges a few years ago and I tasted cra- uh, Quack. So I tasted Creek. And then I tasted Quack. I wasn't a fan of Creek beer, which is like a cherry beer. I don't know if you've had that when you've oh, been yeah. out there. wasn't a fan of that. Mm. Um, but then I tasted Quack and the the wooden, sorry, and it's like an hourglass that they serve it in, isn't it? So, so I have a, um, like fond memories of Belgium and Bruges in particular and, and the beers that I tried there. And just thinking, wow, I haven't tasted anything like this uh, at home. And then my other beer memories are probably not so much about the flavour of the beer or anything like that, but just the time and the place. Like, So one of them was probably being in Tenerife with one of my mates and, and they served us, like I think it was San Miguel, or it might have even been a cheaper version of that. So it wasn't like it was a fancy beer, but they served it in iced glasses. And it was the first time I'd seen that and it was glorious sunshine. And you were like, does life get much better than this? this is, yeah, this yeah. is heaven. This is heaven. Just so I remember thinking, beer is good at that point. I don't know what age it was, maybe eighteen or nine, but that's that's an earliest memory. And then others were like Suzanne and I uh, stayed in Cameron House on the banks of Loch Lomond, and uh, I think we had Shehalian. I don't know if you've tasted Shehalian Lager. Um, it's described as the Champagne Lagers, but they had that on draft, and it was the first time I tried it on draft, and I, and I thought, wow, that is a lovely, lovely beer. So they're they're some of mine. Cool. Wow. Let's. Have you got any other questions for us? Thank you for sharing your memories. So now I'm going to ask you all if you were to make a beer and uh, to to help others have a memorable experience of it, what style of beer would it be 
what setting would you serve it in? What glass? What type of music oh, would you wow. play? What would you like? Who would you recommend it for? All of those types of things. Like, what would you do? So it's a beer podcast. So what would you create for others? Uh, how many questions? <laughs> oh, so did, did you? I, 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 that's, that's a whole new podcast. It is. It is. A, it's a good concept for one as well. But Andy, Andy's also a massive fan of music. Should we, should we throw him under the bus again? Yeah, actually, go on, Andy, you go first. <laughs> Andy, feel free to fire it right back at Adam. <laughs> a lot, lot of Belgian bars. They have long benches and long tables, so you can have a table that'll be like forty people, sort of long, and then they'll play like the like forties or fifties sort of music, and it's just brilliant atmosphere. I, I'd, I'd recommend that. Just go to find like there's one called Mort Sabite, I think it is, in in the centre of Brussels, and the waiter's all there, like dressed in like an apron. He's got the bottle opener on like a, like a metal spins on his finger and stuff, pops the top off and. It's a brilliant atmosphere. Like the music's like, you know, like in World War Two, that sort of, I don't even know what the style is, but like a classical sort of music. That's what I'd, I'd recommend. What style of beer though? Oh, probably like an Abbey sort of Belgian beer. Or even a Left. There we go. That's an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> go on, lad. You go next. Cheers, dude. For me, I would go for, first of all, the type of beer would have to be a good, strong Imperial Stout. Good, a 10, 11% or nice thick body one. You sit down, relax and sip generally. And then I have it probably, I don't know, maybe similar. We talked about earlier, funnily enough, Bruce came up earlier in the podcast and we talked about a bar that we went into that Andy will tell me the name of. La Trapiste. La Trapiste, which is in a cellar. And I think a good strong beer in their dark, strobing lights listening to the smiths obviously something like how soon is now Jesus. blaring out i, I, I don't expect the smiths to come up with that <laughs> if, if you can't think of anything worse than drinking a beer and listening to the smiths if i'm honest but have you tried it yeah in your company <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well that, that's where you went wrong it was my company that was the problem <laughs> I, I don't know i Davis proper thrown us under the bus there. I, I quite like the quite like the whether it's a, a good old fashioned sort of American hoi down and you get like a, a sort of country and western feel and you get like a just a night a, a sort of a, a, a nice sort of family orientated event that everybody could go there and the guys are there and you've got your your, your barbecue food and you've got your, a bit like your tailgate NFL type thing and you've got your barbecue food and you've got but it would have to be you see I don't even think like a, a Belgian wheat beer would would go it would have to be relatively light i'm going to say it would have to be it's going to be hot it's going to be there's going to be food uh, maybe sort of a, a five and a half six percent sort of pale ale type sort of citrusy but no pineapple sort of <laughs> ingredients that for me i think would would be great i just you know just kicking back listening to some bit of country and western music just barbecue brisket on there you know just get it on there drink some beer that that i think that for me is it, that's what i'd go for yeah forget what i said i'm going with gas i'll go gazzies <laughs> i think that's I think that, that'd be that that yeah i think that'd be mint you know just yeah happy days cool what about yourself dave it's useful to know that for your concept night <laughs> that we talked about earlier like the, when people are paying in, you want it to be a memorable experience, so they come back. So it's almost like I knew you were going to talk about that. <laughs> and 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 that's it. And and it's about providing people opportunities that they remember, they enjoy, and and therefore they associate enjoying that with a particular type of beer or style of beer or ABV of beer or whatever it, whatever your your USP is for your beer. It's about hooking them in and trying to make them associate that with having a good time and therefore they'll go then go back to that and then do it again that that that's the key isn't it andy asked the question though what about what about yours dave what what would be your perfect well, what would be mine so it'd definitely be double trouble you know what, what did i have so i thought uh, what would so one of the memories i have uh, enjoying beer was when i was in madeira and i was looking out over the sea and it was quite greeny blue and there was yachts and the, like the sun was shining and i was thinking this is quite pleasant um 
So the and soundtrack to Mamma Mia was playing in the background, <laughs> was it? I'm trying. Did I write down music? I don't know if I, I wrote down snacks. I didn't write down music, but I wrote down snacks. I think I was stumped on music because I kept thinking, well, Adam's going to mention the Smiths. So, you um, can't have the Smiths look, overlooking a nice Madeira sort of coastline with yachts yeah, so and blue sea and stuff. You but can't have that. Right. <laughs> the Stone Roses. <laughs> Oh, maybe. Yeah, probably maybe. some sort of juicy IPA served in a, like, probably almost like, I quite like drinking beer out of wine glasses. I'm not mm. sure why. It's something, I'd rather go for a glass like this than I would, like, a, a pint like a, glass. Like a stein or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I tend to enjoy it more. But, yeah, so something like that would be for me, a juicy IPA, probably orange and lemon something that packed a punch and was quite just refreshing Mm. yeah beautiful love the sound of that any any more questions when (laughs) that was the two that i prepared i can make some up if you like no no no, we're good (laughs) that's fine i hate being put on the spot uh andy um and any anything you want to add any sort of last thoughts as such or no Uh, it's been good it's good having you on dave it's been a while been good talking about beer and stuff and what's next for Double Trouble and what I've got to spend my hard-earned money on. <laughs> I yeah, did just put an order in for the, the next beer. I did leave it a bit late. But uh, for those who are listening, you can uh, check their yeah, website. We didn't, we didn't quite have the same waiting list that we had, more so because Scott and I didn't put the effort in that we did for beer number one. So we didn't have it all sold out in a week, so there's plenty left, Andy, don't worry. Oh, I've, I've done the order already. That's good. <laughs> Adam, anything else to add? No, I mean, obviously, you know, we would have liked to have had the beer tonight to, yeah. to, to try it out. But obviously, Royal Mail had other ideas. Nonetheless, yeah. No, really looking forward to trying this, which is a golden ale, isn't it? Am I right in saying? Yes, two hops in it. First gold and Columbus are the two hops. Very nice, very nice. And like I say, my cousin is coming over from Texas and I've, you know, I'll be, I'll be begrudgingly handing over a bottle to him to try as well. So, yeah, he's looking forward to trying there's, it. There's two in your package there's two bottles of pale ale like the alley pale ale as well um, so you, you can try those he, he uh, listens he listens to the podcast well, can we edit it out and just say one <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna say you could have one of my new ones as well but let's edit that bit out as well <laughs> you can edit that out. we'll edit that out yeah i'd edit that um, no, l- l- yeah. L- from my point of view, I'm, I'm sort of hosting tonight. It's been a hoot. Uh, it's been great to have Dave on, just sort of picking his brains about double trouble and where it might go, and 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 actually being in, being on the receiving end of being thrown under the bus for one or two sort of questions yeah, that, like that, that that we weren't sort of prepared for. So, Dave, th- th- thanks very much for that. Yeah, look, if if you're interested in the the double trouble beer club. You know, hit us up at, at TBR, or um, we'll put you in touch with Dave. Dave's out there, sort of double trouble, sort of uh, all the Facebook, Twitter, sort of all the social media groups and stuff. So, yeah, l- let us know and um, get in touch. And if anyone's got any comments about anything that that we've spoken about, and um, want to make a comment about any beers they've tried, what about my concept about an all-inclusive beer club? I think you know, I'd be, I'd love to know what your thoughts are. Other than that, um, guys, I know we're we're, we're sort of possibly just over an hour mark now so Andy do you want to sort of just wrap it up and say say your final goodbyes uh yeah it's been good see you all next time <laughs> perfect short and sweet uh, as as always from from Andy nice and concise Dave any, any final thoughts no just thanks for having me on again nice chatting to you all perfect Lo- love to have you on Dave anytime and like I say we'll we'll, we'll love to grab you on next time when we've got the uh, Stuart was it that was going to do the, the the sort of you know talk about sort of the process and stuff so look forward to that Adam final thoughts yeah very much looking forward to the next time we have you on looking forward to having Stuart on as well hopefully so we can talk to him a little about about his perspective of making the beer for, for beer club and obviously it's just around the corner now the old disability darts look very much looking forward to heading up there getting out into the world and seeing something other than these four walls and, and do something a bit different yeah you know I, i've hosted tonight it's been a hoot enjoyed it again echo what i'd said really looking forward to sort of getting out on the road now boris has released the country and we're past freedom day as as he says so looking forward to what disability dots holds for us really looking forward to what we can do from a podcast point of view over that weekend really looking forward to taking on david scott a game of darts have a couple of beers with them you know so yeah it's going to be a fantastic weekend and see you later guys loved it been a hoot and um, look forward to the next time cheers Bye.